Okay. Uh, what are we going to get up to today? I think we're going to record a podcast and maybe, hopefully, write a script. Yeah. I mean, I think we could do it. I, you know what? I believe in us. 14th time's a charm. 14th time's a charm. We have, we've been doing it in order. Every time I get surprised that we've actually released it in order, and we haven't yet... Like, I'm waiting, which is so negative, but I'm always like, are we gonna, like, swallow this episode and, like, never release it because we we feel really insecure about it? I think if we did, we would just say that the next episode is the, you know, the number that we... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 but I'm just surprised that we haven't yet. Our insecurity hasn't made us go like, oh, we can't drop this episode. It's been close. Yeah, yeah, we've we've considered it. We've considered it. I'll tell you that, we've, we've, we've considered it. But we're going going hard and uh guys the uh, inbox is frighteningly empty it's just ads for tiktok and shit so someone just write and say i'm listening <laughs> that's it you don't have to give us we a feel prompt. like we're on an island and we just want some feedback of someone being like hey i'm out here listening it's a nice island oh it's great oh my gosh we have mics yeah on this island yeah yeah expensive ones it, it yes yes we that would that would be an interesting Two guys get uh, washed up on shore on an island and they have their gear that they were going to go like, you know, film something with. And so they're like, we already have mics and we're on an island. Let's just record a podcast. And it's just them sitting on this island and recording a podcast. Are we already writing the script for today? No, because there's already so many plot holes. Where is the power outlet? Where is how are they plugging shit in? Well, we'd have to we'd have to come up with some kind of logic for it. Yeah. I like the idea of someone finding a podcast set up on a beach next to like two skeletons. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole stories for that moment. That's yeah. the funny moment. Yeah, that's the blow line. Um, before we get into uh, into the meat of it, welcome or the appetizer. Welcome, hello. What did We're you, starting. What did you? Uh, <laughs> what did you watch? Watch anything recently? Um. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been watching that Wheel of Time show. Okay, and you like it? It's like it's great, sort of. Like I'm in it now, but like I don't really care what happens. But I'm mm. like kind of invested in the story, so it's cool. It's not like so you oh, do care. Shit. I mean, yeah, I don't know why I'm hedging my like for it, but You're I'm not to... like I'm not like holy shit, this is amazing. I'm just like I like this world. I like that fantasy yeah. kind of thing. You're not you're not like enthralled by like, oh, someone died or something bad happened. You're more just like this is just enjoyment of like the the world building and you enjoy that kind of stuff. But yeah. you're not like if tomorrow it got cancelled, you wouldn't be like curse you. No. Yeah. No. No. Interesting. It takes a lot to move the needle these days. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. so dead inside. God. Uh, I rewatched. I think I told you already. I rewatched uh, *Tropic Thunder*. Yeah. Uh, with my nephews and nieces, and You're that was really fun because tainting their young minds with. Yeah. Uh, I always try to show them stuff that like I think is really good because like Scott Pilgrim. I showed them. I think I told you about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I showed them Scott Pilgrim. I've shown them the original *School of Rock* because they are watching this TV series now. Can you explain the plot of <laughs> *School of Rock* right quick for me? <laughs> Let me spend thirty minutes talking yeah. about *School of Rock*. We got time. Fuck. Yeah. I could talk about the movie. That movie any day. Um. But yeah, Tropic Thunder was fun. And one of my favorite things is like, it's such a nerdy thing, but it's like when you know a fact about a film and you mm. tell people. So for me to be able to give that information to them, that that executive, the producer, the studio head is Tom Cruise in a fat suit was amazing. Because mm. it's like, they were like, no. And then to Google him and be like, this guy, no, I know him. I see his Mission Impossible. I'm like, that's him. And then they couldn't unsee it. Right. Uh, but they, they, I was just very curious if they would like it. Because to me, it's one of the funniest movies. But 
I was like, I wonder, because some movies don't hit the same. Like I said, School of Rock to them wasn't like a 10 like it was to me. It was a 10 out of 10 for me. For them, it's like a 7. Mm. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Tropic Thunder hit and uh, they liked it. So Sick. It Can I plug something? Can I plug? Yeah, yeah. Hot Globe? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, I don't know what day it is today on the podcast, but in real life, yesterday we released a thing I've been working on for a long time. And we've been using this camera and this camera. <laughs> So it is kind of a it's part in the of family. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. You get a shout out in the YouTube comments. Look what, at what, what, Hot, Globe, Hot Globe CA on Instagram and then everything will, will take it. It's about the climate crisis and it's funny. Hot Globe CA. Yes. Thank you. Thank about, you. I like that as a, uh, as, your, as, as a log line about the climate crisis and it's funny. And it's funny. <laughs> uh, should we go pick a prompt? Let's pick a prompt. That's not what we do. <laughs> I yes handed you though. The prompt. Mm. So reaching into the forsaken mm. bowl, that's the, the sweet ASMR Dude, sound. You know how much like lies on this? How much lies on it? What's the how many lies are in there? No, what's the phrase? Do you know how do you know how much Wow, dude, what the fuck? What's the phrase? Dude, you know how much relies on this? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> you just forgot the re. Dude, what the you know how much lies on this? <laughs> well, okay. It, it it sleeps on it. It lies on it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a long fucking episode. Uh, <laughs> do you know how much relies on this? This right here? Because this could change the tone of the whole episode. We didn't write these ones today. They're still in the I bowl wrote one from... One. Oh, there's one new one in there. But they've been in the bowl for a while. So let's see. It is... Dystopian Future. Oh, cool. Like I like Mad that. Mad Max, I guess? It could be anything. It could be right now. It could be what, what tomorrow has in store for us. Well, uh... This next segment pro- brought to you by something. Blue Mirror. Literally. Uh, the a mirror that's blue. Yeah, it's just a blue mirror. And- uh, no, I'm going to just, yeah, so dystopian future. Okay, dystopian societies appear, dystopian societies appear in many fictional works and artistic representations, particularly in stories set in the future. What is a dystopian future? Is a form of speculative fiction that offers a vision of the future. Well, that's not really okay. So it's just a fucking future. Like, what's I don't. That's so weird. It's the future, but it's not. It's the fictional. Utopian future that we all envision with clean energy and equitable lifestyles and dystopian uh, dystopias are societies in cataclysmic. Did I say that right? Cataclysmic uh, decline with characters who battle environmental ruin, technological control, and government oppression. Uh, is This episode is brought to you by Hot Globe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really though. Yeah, we could just, let's just cut to the episode. <laughs> um, the first thing that I think of when I think of the dystopian future, other than Black Mirror, because that's basically all mm. it is, like, uh, and society, declining, and society in declining in ways that we think are, like, the, 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 the seeds of that are what we think is good right now, but then yeah. we, we play it out into the future and we feel Well, it's interesting because uh, it's not like it. the typical shit where it's like, it's not always just like, like Mad Max is like water is so scarce that like the, this guy is running the fucking world and being evil because he's controlling water. But it's like Black Mirror is like, no, we're going to, uh, in the future, you're going to rank each other. You're going to rank each you're gonna other. You're going to rate each other. Or you're going to be able to play back your memories yeah. and like obsess over them over and over. Yeah. Again. We're going to give you new things to feed into your insecurities. We're going to implant shit in your head so you see the enemy as bugs, but they're really just so people like us. Good. Spoiler. But the the thing that I was, I was uh, edging toward was this, uh, should we talk about this in the next section or we talk about it right now? Do you have an idea I, right I now? I forget how to do. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about a book. 
Uh, do it now. Okay. Because I want to expand more on what the prompt is. So it's dystopian future. I'll be honest. My mind, mind went right, right to Mad Max because I think of like world ending or not. Sorry, not world ending, but like the world's in a very dark and like scarce place where like it's just desert everywhere and the climate's fucked us up. And, and now like the hierarchy, like the range right now, uh, sorry, in the future is even more vast where mm. it's like the rich are fucking rich and the poor are fucking poor yeah. so it's like there's no middle class anymore like that's my mind goes to that a bit yeah um what's but, the book but this book of? it's called uh, chronicles from the future okay it's by this guy i have to look his name paul amadeus dinoc uh but so amadeus, amadeus, amadeus. the main character in this book uh paul i guess um he was this dude who was kind of terminally ill or like just chronically ill and he moved to Greece. I think he was German. He moved to Greece because the warm climate helped out with his condition and he, he just felt a lot better there, but he was teaching German in Greece. Sorry, and sorry. This is in the future in the book. This is the book, right? This is the book. Okay. This is, this is, and apparently it's a real thing. So these, this is a manuscript that someone found. So one of this guy's students uh, kind of stood out to him and the teacher who was ill was like, uh, here's a manuscript of mine. Like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around, but I want you to translate this into German because I think it'd be good practice for you. And the dude's like, eh, cool, cool. And then the guy eventually died. And then over the years, this dude started chipping away at translating from German to Greek. Um, and soon he started to realize, like, this isn't... Uh, he thought it was, like, a, a fiction, but he realized, like, this isn't a fiction at all. This seems like a thing that happened to this man. And ultimately, it's a story about this dude who, like, leaves his consciousness. Like, he goes into a coma for years and years and years and finds his consciousness in the body of someone, like, thousands of years in the future. Uh, 3906 AD in the body of Andreas Northam. So, like, this dude wakes up in someone else's body and has his memories and his experiences. But all these people around him are like, we know it's not you. You're not acting the same. But, like the future wasn't dystopian at all. It was like Italy was a resort country and people worked uh, in their early 20s for like three years and then they're basically retired and they have... So it's utopian. Yeah, it's a utopian. They have picnics and have nice times and uh, live this That's very like socialist, free, uh, you know, classless right, kind of right. life. Everyone just does the same thing for so long and... Uh, in my mind, it's dystopian because this dude is like trapped in someone else's body and is dealing with someone else's life. And yeah. his life is like somewhere in the distant past. But apparently it's a true story and it really happened to a guy and he lived in the future. I guess it's not dystopian. It's but a it's true a really... story. Some guy actually woke up in someone's fucking body in the yeah, future. That's that's the thing. Like the manuscript that this dude was translating turned out to be a, a, a an alleged real so life account. When you say real life, you mean Actual, in the book. No, no, no. Like this is a... like. The true story that you believe that this really happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, according to the author and I can to someone only, who wrote the book, it's it happened to the guy who. So the student wrote the book, but it was based on a manuscript that his teacher wrote. And you don't think the teacher could have been just he could have been, but shit. it was like the fucking detail in there. Yeah. It was really cool. And that's that's, that's an interesting. Is thing. the book a fictional book? No, it's 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 a, a, a biography. It's. I don't know if it would be a biography, but uh, <laughs> that is interesting because it's not his life technically. <laughs> it's it's a really fascinating book um, about the future, but it doesn't all have to be dystopian. Interesting. Um, 
Now that I've wasted your time. No, no, I'm just trying to think where if that gave me any seeds. But yeah, maybe now we go to the next part because we can start like just spitballing uh, yeah. cool, weird dystopian ideas. Let's go on to Let's go the, to the sky dystopian part. future of this podcast. Oh my god, dude! I just thought of that. What right is that now. off the dome, dude? Whoa! Oh, that's crazy. Blue sky. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So. Okay. Not a utopian future that was confusing to explain, but a dystopian future. I mean, the what's the fun in that is we can come up with like. If we go black mirror-esque a little bit, mirror-ish, whatever the fuck, um, it's like we create like a, we think of something right now that's like uh, kind of, I don't know, uh, fuels our anxiety or kind of is too much private, uh, not enough privacy kind of situation. And we think, hmm, what happens if we multi- like add like 100 years to this or mm-hmm. even five years to this, to be honest, that's what black mirror is. It's like, it could be happen next week. Yeah. Like the, the one episode that I always think of as a rating one where um it's bryce dallas howard i think that's her name ron howard's daughter plays the main character and she's basically in this world where you walk around and on your phone you ha- you have everyone's profile and like if you if, if you're a barista and you give me a coffee and you smile i just like rate you five i just literally just watched this last month again so i'm like really remember it but yeah i rate you five and then you it's like an uber rating it's a social almost. score social score yeah, but yeah. it's like uber rating where like you're at 4.8 i give you a five you're at 4.8 still but mm-hmm. maybe 4.81 eventually and then certain things though like car rentals like it's like a credit score yeah uh, it's 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 kind of trumping the credit score idea because it's like uh if you swear in public that your score will go down and then like her score keeps going down and down because she gets a bit aggressive in public for something for a flight issue uh, and she's like she has just a series of events where she's going to this friend's wedding and the reason she's going to this friend's wedding the main character is because she's at like a i don't know 3.8 right now and she wants to get to a four because once you're at a four um, you, she can now apply for this really nice house in this really nice neighborhood and live this perfect life that she wants, right? This like TV perfect life. Um, so she's like her best friend, one of her childhood friends, sorry, is getting married. And her childhood friend is like this really successful, popular person in society. And they haven't talked in years, but now she's like, listen, I, I'm getting married, ma- getting married and it made, it th- made me think of you and, you know, come and be my best maid of honor. And then her head, like, and then she has, it's, it's pretty c- clever where then she also has, you know how like banks have like financial managers that talk to you about your credit score and right, how to get it up. Right. So she has like a society score manager, whatever his role is. And he's like talking to her. He's like, yeah, these numbers are good. If you go to this wedding and you do a speech and you get a bunch of fives or whatever, you'll get to a four by the end of this month. And she's like so ecstatic. And she already put the down payment on the house. Like it's literally as if it's your credit score, but way more cringy. Yeah. And then she, by the time she gets to the wedding, the trip to the wedding, she keeps her score keeps dropping because she has these incidents along the way, very Wizard of Ozzy or whatever, where it's like at the airport she has an issue, then at the Uber she has an issue, then she has to go rent a car and she loses her shit there because they give her a shitty car because her score is at like a 2.9 right now. Mm. She drops all the way to like a 1.8 by the time she gets to the wedding. And it's just... It's, Hot mess. Yeah. it's And Community actually did an episode on this too. Um, welcome to the podcast where I just re-fucking talk about, I just reiterate you, we, uh, episodes. We got another like half hour ish <laughs> in this section if you want i think your chair is hitting the table a bunch oh, sorry, so i can sorry, hear sorry. it bouncing in the mic there we um go. so i think the big problem here is trying to find something that black mirror didn't already fuck with yeah you know i mean do we could make that a goal where we do it very instead of like water scarce or the climate's a disaster what if we have a little fun like a, a bl- our own black mirror bl- like you mentioned earlier blue, blue mirror. mirror i was it's the color again. of I, the... I, I missed you a little bit blue, blue mirror no, see, okay, one more time. 
Blue, Blue mirror. mirror. You don't even. Not even close. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Uh, yeah. The color. What? What is it? The color of our sky. Yeah, that's the color of the sky without any clouds in it. Um. Yeah. Like, what's what's an what's interesting? Because like, fuck. Like, it feels a bit trite to dig into like TikTok. You know. Because uh, there's also an episode of Black Mirror where. It was like Sing Star or some shit, oh, and like that's people like, like the... ride the bike, and their whole aspiration is to get themselves up on the yeah. the singing thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what's what's improv gonna look like in five hundred <laughs> years? You know what I mean? That's pretty funny. Like, is or stand up? Uh, what's stand up gonna look like in like hundred years? Yeah, or what's... like the way that you know a lot of stuff has gone remote. Like, oh. Could it be, ooh, could it be like someone on, you know, not to, not to go back to the original talk at the beginning here about the island thing, but like someone's in this beautiful remote place and they have this great job, but then shit starts happening in this remote place. You know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, it, uh, it doesn't have to be anything related to zooming into your job, but maybe some weird shit happens out in the, in the forest or wherever they're fucking living this remote world. When you say remote world, it's someone on vacation. No, working? like someone just lives in the middle of nowhere and like is a CEO of like the biggest company ever, but they li- they don't live in a city. They like can zoom in to their meetings or whatever, but then like some nasty guys come and fuck shit up or something like uh, straw dog style. Maybe not straw dogs because there's oh, straw a dogs. rape scene in that. But it's um, also have you ever seen Funny Games? No, Michael Haneke, German. No really good it's it's that kind of that where mm. these uh, couple anyways um yeah i like that i like that uh that's interesting it's it makes me think of like ex machina or something like that too. yeah the, the eccentric yeah, yeah, yeah. billionaire living in the woods um well how about this what's what's uh i was gonna say what scares you i was gonna ask that again what um what piece of technology do you think you can't live without at this point like it depends on the rules of the world, right? Like, does do we still podcast? Do we still make films? No, no. I'm just saying right now in your day-to-day life. Um, is there anything techno- technological that you're like, oh, man, fucking can't imagine life without this? I mean, Adobe Creative Suite. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about editing, actually. I was like, editing would be pretty crucial to our jobs and lives. Um uh, there's streaming services now, which is kind of cable, but like streaming now. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm so hooked on watching shit. So it's like, that would be crazy. I mean, I've gotten so much ease now that I can just watch pretty much anything as opposed to before. It's like, it's not, I got to like stream it all and find this website and stream it there and shit. Now it's like, book, pick, uh, uh, Siri play. Oh shit. Siri's going to start right now. Siri played the office or whatever, you know? Um, you know what does scare me? Um, besides the climate um automation like the way that ai is being trained to sort of field phone calls and like right now you have the menu like please speaker enter your card number to blah 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 pretty soon that the people that you you know speak to an agent speak to an agent speak to an agent like pretty soon that agent's just going to be like super advanced ai right? yeah yeah and like the thing about talking to another human is the nuance in your situation. Like I was the victim of a debit card scam a couple months ago because I'm, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have my, all my wits about me at one in the morning, one of these nights. And I got my bank account compromised by someone in a cab, as you know, very well. Um, what were you doing at 1am out in the city? You, 
Yeah, my social deviant. score is through the floor from that night. Um, no, but uh, I wasn't really able to talk to a human for a lot of it because they like got sent to like an investigative sort of world. But I kept thinking like the the nuance of it of my problem and like the little things that I had to explain and whatnot. Like if I wasn't talking to a person, if I had to fill it out in an algorithm, someone could just be like, yeah, no, you, you did that. You withdrew, you know, thousands of dollars right. from your they, account the, and went the, into overdraft They don't count for the nuance so that they think like, no, it is you. Okay. Along those lines, what if it's the future is the point where we're so used to AI operators. Like it's like the, what you said, like, uh, enter this number now or yeah. whatever the fuck. And then, so imagine right now we're a little annoyed, but we were used to it and it's getting better because we don't have to repeat the same thing 90 times because it's a bit better Then like in a year or two years. It's even better, blah, blah, blah. Then we're used to it where I'm like, I don't want to talk to a person. Like, I just want to fucking talk to AI. Do you remember that? We, I sent you a short film yeah, a while so ago. Good. It was so good. I forget the name of it. Um, uh, where she's like an AI. Um, so there, there's like an, it's like uh, she works for a company that uh, has AI companions that do like this dude talks to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kind of falls in love or like gets piqued by this guy's vibe. And then she like overrides the AI thing and then goes on manual. Yeah. 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 Starts to get like real with him. And the guy's just like, uh, he calls support. And yeah, he's like, exactly. And he's like, so he gets uh, someone's getting a little that. too fucking weird on me. Like someone's a little too honest. Your, your bot's broken. He prefers the bot. He prefers yeah. the bot, which is so tragic. So along those lines, what if it's a future where we prefer bots, right? But because we're running out of, technology juice or whatever they're like there's a company that can't really have that much eyes so they get Did you humans. Say technology juice yeah, technology yeah. Juice. there's only so much technology juice in the ground uh fuck the well is dry first of all that's your dystopian future where you find out that this whole time you know there's oil <laughs> the reason technology works it's not a dystopian future it's just a very alternate future where imagine the reason we think oh yeah fucking laptop batteries or whatever it's like everything works and there's radio signals and bluetooth but it's like we've been harvesting technology Ooh. juice. Ooh, mm-hmm. what about um? So, uh, in that story, Chronicles from the Future, there's a there's a he he learns about all this history about the world and like what happened between his time, which was like the 1920s uh, or 30s or something, till till you know 39 whatever, and apparently. Um, the, this weird light appears on earth that like, is this enlightening thing? And the first people that see it just get this look of ecstasy on their face and they immediately die. Cause they're overwhelmed with this. Just like, what, do you, did you say what year this was? Yeah. This was like somewhere in the middle, like, you know, thousands of years before he was, but like, you okay. know, you know, 2000 years of lapse sure. since he left his body and found his consciousness in this, like he, he leaped 2000 years or whatever into the future, but somewhere in between there. This this world event happened. This light appeared, and people would look at the light, and they would just get this like feel, this look of ecstasy on their face, and then they would me- immediately die, right? Um, until one guy developed a thing called a nibble virch or something like that. It was like just a, a thing like a pineal gland, like a new element of the brain that could handle looking into the the light that showed the oneness, you know. So then, once that happened, every and he looked in it, everyone else was able to look at the light and not die and then the world became sort of unified like we're like oh we're all a part of the same source we're all this thing right so that's only to kind of get into the idea of what i'm about to say like there are bluetooth signals and like energy and radio and wi-fi just penetrating our bodies right now imagine 
you woke up with or someone was born with a mutation that could read all that that can pick up bluetooth signals that can pick up wi-fi signals so you're hearing almost psychically what what's going on in the wi-fi signal world or what's what's on the radio station it's like it's not psychic human to human it's psychic technology so you're just like overwhelmed with all this shit you basically have a modem in your head that could be something crazy yeah no my mind's straight yeah no i like that that's really cool my, that's 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 really cool my mind's going straight to like what can uh what can your day of all days be you know what i mean what can be the reason we're peeking into this person's life right now like what's the conflict so that's really cool it reminds me man fuck, this whole episode's just like talking about other shit but it reminds me uh there's a black mirror thing where it's like this guy this doctor finds this technology where he can i can't remember what it is if it's like a device or whatever but he can feel the pain like oh yeah yeah he yeah. wears this thing and he can feel where the pain is so then he knows how to operate i think but then what happens is he keeps it on while doing surgery and he gets off of, of the pain yeah so then he basically starts going and starts killing people while wearing it to feel them yeah. dying which is such a fucking brilliant idea there was an episode of fringe like that too where <laughs> a doctor um a doctor was doing this test where he implanted things in people's brains and then he could basically tap into their dreams and just like the power of their dreams like he'd have an electrode set up to his head and he would like type in a random person and then they would be like forced into this weird dream state and they would end up going on a killing spree Whoa. but like their dream energy like fed him like it would cut to him like in a chair and he's just like he was getting off on it he was getting off you say on dream it. one more time and i have to mention it then what Inception. How the fuck are we going to talk about dreams? And then that's dystopian future too, in a that's way. That's also dystopian future. Yeah. Conveniently. Yeah. It's There's an episode of Friends where... <laughs> let me just keep... Now we're just diving into what whatever. Does, what does Friends look like in the year 3000? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. Um, it's a tough one though. It's like... Okay, but this is very... No, I'm, I don't have an idea. I just like a genre... Because the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to take this world, like the Bluetooth thing or the AI automation and put it into someone's life like mm. a janitor or like a thing or this or what like what's it based around because then that'll help us get some legs yeah i went kind of to which i always do is like how would writing tv shows be like in the dystopian future mm. where it's like if you do the bluetooth thing or the ai thing or whatever it's like what's the future like like what are studio heads our studio heads just robots who are like this we put in your script into our uh, system and this is what we found you're and describing now yeah you know what i mean but yeah. like that but that is black mirror it's like now ish yeah you know it's now ish yeah because now it's not robots but it's like imagine robots and it's literally like you have to, as a writer you're uh, writers and this is such a dark way to put it but imagine writers who are like in cells and they have to every morning they the cell doors open and then they go to the writer's room and they just type away because they need human you know how they're like AI can't do what humans can do. So what if it's like they still need these humans who are locked up to kind of give them fodder, like prompts. Oh. <laughs> the, the humans exist because they have this na uh, natural ability so, to give human prompts. So then <laughs> AI can take it and then write shows. Yeah. Without humans, like, you know, people keep saying AI won't replace us. They don't replace us. They just enslave us. You know what? It will. Like, you get kind of matrixy in that. But like, you know, I could just see a room of like five like diverse people like just all hooked with their brains hooked up to electrodes and it's just like it could be this thing where a guy wakes up in that world and kind of just discovers that it's all for naught too like um you get out like you're like oh man there's all these other people around me and uh, and he's really funny and he's just looking for someone but like it like the ai became so obsessed with creating stories the idea of creating them for humans got lost so it's just like 
how they get powered. Like they just want like fiction to power themselves or some shit. Yeah, but I like, like the capitalist thing where it's like they're doing it to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but because yeah, no, I, I mean, and even the so this is that's so that's good. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, there's something there for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. Because uh, I love what you're like. Okay, so what if it's someone? I don't like the idea of explaining it too much or showing them writing even. What if it starts with uh, a jail, two jail cells next to each other? And we put that energy of like, you know, like imagine me and you were locked up in this cell, like back, two rooms by, beside each other. And obviously we have to give like shitty prompts to the AI, but we still have this need to make jokes. So we're like either... That's- that's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah. Like the person's still like the person's just like destitute and like frail and like but still making alive, jokes or but their brains like really big. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you pa- like we're passing notes to each other or like because I'm thinking that's the thing. So what Black Mirror does is I'm not thinking I, I, we can go either way. Like I, this is just blue sky, but I'm not thinking we show them like like these like they're tied up to electrodes or they have like these big brains. It's like imagine just literally me and you like as we are in jail cells because it's very like grounded and that's what they do a lot where it's like just regular people and we're passing notes or we're just like whispering knock knock jokes or not that's horrible but like bits we're doing bits to each other so and it starts so you think it's like a jail cell movie and then when the guard comes and confiscates and takes one of them in like literally puts cuffs on and input jokes (laughs) we need the lols no but that's the thing We, we never get to the writing part and this is my quick pitch they imagine you get caught. John gets caught because he's giving you this funny joke, and I'm laughing. And like they come in and we go quiet and scary. He's like, "What the fuck's gonna happen?" Door, your cell door opens. They come in and they cuff you and they take you. And I'm like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" And they take you and this, they're taking you to your execution right now because you've said too many jokes or or you've you've kind of too much creative thinking. Is but they don't want the jokes. No, they just want fodder for their prompts for their AI. Is what I'm thinking. So the fact that off working hours we're making good bits kind of fucks with him no then that's like that i like it that those jokes like oh he told that he told a really good joke we're gonna come and then we're gonna like extract the the rest of the jokes from him or whatever (laughs) we should it'd be funny like do a script called blue mirror and it's us in the year 3000 you know and then like you know they've cloned us a a thousand times or something you know what i mean um but like how to how to how to keep that fresh well, well, well let's or it could it. just be really short let's, too. Let's, yeah, that, I think we could. Let's follow the excitement, right? It's like what excited us is the idea that what's TV show writing like in the future. What excited me is being the character based on me. <laughs> uh, Chano, a very well sculpted, well adjusted, <laughs> handsome-ish. He guy. has that. You're describing yourself very like je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're like, he has that like V thing, you know, that goes down from your abs to your pubes, uh, like the, the V shape because like, he works out so hard. His lower got, abs are really like you're, you spend like a paragraph on just the lower abs. Yeah. Because you have this weird thing of yourself it's, having uh, lower abs. I think they're called cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, like, dude, it's the whole page on your lower abs. Yeah. <laughs> just describing you, your you lower gotta abs. You got to chill on the lower abs. We get it. You're shredded. Stop now, Jono said, flexing his lower abs. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get away from that topic. Like, Jono, dude, we get it. <laughs> like Jono someone, takes a moment to admire his forearms. Someone, like, teased you once about your lower abs, and now you're like... Yeah, <laughs> not having it. It's going in the script. I like this idea, yeah. I mean, going back to the the first... The, I mean, the, the, the dudes in the cell. That and a bit of... The, I mean, the, the cell, sure, and it's this idea of, like... 
so okay at the i don't know where this is going but the crux of it is or the, the heart of it all is imagine in 20 years they need to keep making netflix shows and hbo all these shows they have to make all these shows and they're like ai will will take over right uh it, oh you know what the future is if this strike goes long and then ai takes over so then now we're in 10 years from now or five years or a year or whatever and AI is like we'll just write the scripts we don't need you or whatever right they tried doing that and we can even do the show the history of it where when the ai tried they failed right yeah they failed and they couldn't get any shows all the shows sucked people the streaming uh subscribers subscribers went low and then it's like you know what the issue is some uh like peter dinklage from x-men future days of the future past character is like you know what the issue is we still need humans to give the prompts yeah because without, without the prompts we can't get ai to do it the ai can't think of prompts themselves so then they get writers to come in and just give prompts and these writers become slaves yeah so but what if like we are with uh we're kind of telling it from the perspective of like a sort of actra terrorist organization so like so but okay imagine this is all, all that is all, all of that is true what you just said but uh these companies make it seem like it's still ai like it tanks and then they, they all of a sudden get better and they're like oh they've ai finally figured out oh, how to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then this terrorist this extra terrorist group which i think would be fucking fun to play with because like like explain a, a what you mean by that because uh, like, people who don't know what actra is actra you want to know what terrorists <laughs> <laughs> um Actra is uh, the acting union, like SAG. Actra is the Canadian version of AFTRA. I don't know what the acronym is, but it's probably got something to do with acting. Famous. <laughs> the actors famous, famous uh, but they're Actra and uh, the Writers Guild of America are right, on strike right. right now because uh, streaming services are sending all their money to the top and not re properly remunerating their their hardworking <laughs> creatives who they depend on to fucking make shit. So that's like. Uh, someone harvesting your field and not paying them what they deserve for baking in the sun all fucking day. Uh, my heart goes out to people on strike right now because uh, it's been going on for a while and uh, uh, there's no end in sight. But imagine this keeps going. AI takes over. It tanks for a bit and then it gets good. So everyone's like, well, fuck it. I guess we don't need actors. But what we really don't know is going Why on. Are you saying actors? It's not actors. Uh... Sorry, actors, writers, whatever. Writers, writers, okay, yeah. writers actors, creatives. Let's yeah. just call them creatives. creatives. Okay, okay. Uh, and they're like, we don't need creatives anymore. But what we don't know is that there's a bunch of creatives caged up in a thing to give the AI the prompts. And this group <laughs> of creatives uh, decide to uh, sabotage it. They're like, let's go blow up the fucking servers so AI doesn't exist anymore. And they go in and they yeah. realize that the humans are there. And they're like, oh shit, we got to free these humans. And then, or maybe they're just like, hey, can we have a job? <laughs> and funny. it's over. Uh, I like this. I think we're, yeah, it's a good area. I mean, because I was. That's like, a fucking good idea. It's a, is, that, is that a new thing we do now? <laughs> uh, it is. I'm, I got to do it one more time just for Rules the episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, every, I think every episode it's like, that's a fucking good idea. That could be, a, you know, a soundboard eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whenever you say something good, that's a fucking good idea. I think maybe we can get AI to write a script to do that. So I just push a button on my computer oh yeah. and then they should do all of it yeah i like that the ai button um i also because the thing is what it gives us this i like this um thing we found now because we can even make it a prison break what if it's internally the writers and because they're smart they've they write a prison break they're like we're not good with our hands because we're writers but it's like wait a minute we can write our way out of this and, <laughs> and then they write an escape plan and then they have to perform. I don't know what the rest is, but um, but maybe they could write. 
they could write a script that interior the jail hit. cell uh 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 drums play in the background as uh all the doors of the jail cell open up yeah. because ai yeah. did it uh, i take off my shirt and uh, reveal my lower app Jono, shut the fuck stop talking like they're all like gang up on you <laughs> Jono, easy with the lower abs um i do like the idea of like a creative cell yeah trying to sabotage it, it's i don't know what the ending is if it is someone from the outside saving them if it's them saving them or if there's no saving it's just them coming to terms with and being like it's a very sad ending and they're like i guess we're just gonna be prompt givers or they try to escape or or is it a uh is it a moment of because here's the thing have you seen snow piercer yep because one of those things where it's like sometimes when you i can't remember the exact ending but the feeling you get is like when he finally gets to the end of the train and he sees ed harris there and it's like, oh, my God, there's, like, kids doing this, and we're eating cockroaches, and he finds all the truths. It's like, is the reality better? Because then you're going to go and die in the world, in the mm-hmm. cold world, right? Uh, or I think the ending is, like, they find out, actually, the the cold is not that cold anymore, or whatever the fuck, right? So it's like, our ending can be where they're like, do you want, writers want to go home? Because there's no work at home, and this is a dark ending of, like, I guess we'll keep doing this. Or it's like they find out, like, the reviews are now bad. Like, I'm just trying to think, what's this ending? Is it sad? Yeah. Is it happy? Is it a twist? Is it a cliffhanger? I think, like, I like the idea of them just being like, well, I guess we'll just live here now. That's you know? dark. Because, like, they're starving and shit, but, like, maybe the writers, even though they're being kept in cages, uh, they're, like, well-fed or something, you know? Like, there's some bonus to it. And it, it would also, like, be a bit of a comment on how we commodify creativity you know what i mean like we kind of like that's what i do with my life i output things i i i focus on creativity i focus on my mind and i put stuff out in the world and without that like i don't know what else i'd do you know no 100 percent. i would go insane if i couldn't just use my brain to like you said so like so so like what what's the next what's the dystopian step for that you, you know like what's if you play that out for a thousand years of this creative drive what what's it going to be and like what would you what would so, you sacrifice what would you do to maintain that so i'm just throwing a, a narrative device to figure out how would you show all this in a short yeah one of the narrative devices top of my head rough idea um let me spend 10 more seconds really negating how bad this idea is it's, it's very rough it's a first draft this is not a good idea this, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm thinking, what if it starts with alarms ringing, like whatever jail alarms? That's a horrible jail alarm. But uh, they're what do the like footsteps down like. like yeah, okay. Okay. All right, I buy. Uh, guards come out and there's like there's been a breach and one writer has escaped and the other writers go back in their cells. Kaufman has escaped. <laughs> nice. That's really good. Um, Charlie, <laughs> I like the Charlie Kaufman. Um, yeah, it they should go- also be like six months in the future <laughs> this yeah, i love that too 2024 january uh this is also very like i, I do think kaufman would l- write this script yeah. <laughs> really well yeah um but anyways um imagine like uh someone runs out and then they're all going back to their cells and they're like kind of quiet because they knew this guy was escaping their thing was to send someone out right and, and then he can come he save can us. talk to everyone next morning they wake up he's been replaced right this there's a new writer they've put in and it's like a young junior writer and they still, uh, maybe the AI or whoever the robots are, whoever it is, still respect the hierarchy. But they're like, this is your new junior writer and all this shit, right? And then this guy's going to be the junior and he's going to work his way up and blah, blah, blah. But then the reason I say junior is because then you have that 
fish out of water thing where he can start asking questions and they're like he, uh, he's like you guys get to get eat food here like the junior showing all the good stuff and he's like out there is like a, a frenzy and it's horrible and he's like actually happy and they're like they've been here in for here like, it's her out there it's mad max it's <laughs> yeah that's good uh uh and then yeah so he's like amping and that's a character a narrative device to kind of show that the and then the writers are like you don't understand we're not we can we're not even giving good ideas that's what they're pissed off about they're yeah. like we're just giving prompts like hey uh a fishmonger can't find his fish and they just eat it up and they just make us a whole show about it you like you wrote fishmonger <laughs> that's fucking great too. that's the best show yeah. ever so this character like he, this julian or whatever his name is this young character is like just naive wide-eyed and like all this and I think it's like they're all still talking on their sidebars of like, we have to get out of here. We can't wait till Kaufman comes back. And then the ending is he comes back and he's like, he just gets in a cell and he's like, we, this is better or whatever. He says that line where it's like, he says, would it be better to live as a, I'm stealing Shutter Island again. <laughs> just rip off Shutter Island. That should be the irony of the, the, this script is like, we do plagiarize a little bit. Well, I feel like we plagiarize every episode. I feel like every yeah, writer, does yeah. that well you have to a degree uh inspiration comes from like fucking wheel of time is lord of the rings like with a different skin and just like like it's like the no name like no shade to the writer or the actors wait or wheel of time is not a prequel to wheel of fortune uh it well wheel of fortune is a dystopian version of wheel of time the vanna white like <laughs> lineage is crazy she was a dragon at the beginning. It's nuts. And then she's just delegated to changing letters on a board. It's fun. Dude, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, okay. Time and fortune. There's something there. Um, I like this. I think we're in a really good place. Um, is there anything that I just said right now about this uh, fish out of water or Kaufman coming back? A fishmonger out of water. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's, they, they make a really shitty like, thing. And there. then they're like, you wrote that? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, that's I, I, think that's I think that's good. It's just like, you know. Well, fuck! It's a first it's draft. A first draft it's a first draft. I'm the, always like, yeah, "Where's no. the Oscar? Where's yeah. the Oscar <laughs> moment?" <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta because this. I think the okay, the first draft is should be good enough that we're still excited about the idea. And so far, the first drafts we've done that where I'm like, "Oh, this could still be a film. It just needs a bit of rewrite here. This joke can be punched up. This I, uh, plot hole can be tightened up. These kind of things." But the first draft is let's just put sand in a box so then we can build castles. Yes, Justin, soundbite that mic drop thank you justin um yeah uh i think that that's the sort of structure though like set up the dystopian world where like two guys like us are in cells one of them has rock solid abs and specifically uh, lower abs. specifically lower abs the top half is just gelatinous um no, like uh, they're in the thing. They're they're kind of the transverse abdominus. They're they're planning a, they're planning a breakaway. They're pl planning a breakout. Uh, a guy does escape. Everyone's quiet. New guy comes in from the old world. I missed the terrorist attack. I think that could be really fun. Maybe some other day. We got to write a, a acting union bombing Netflix or something. Um, but uh, I think that's good. And then he comes back at the end. And you know what the issue with terror? I'm just because I'm, I'm like, if you really want that, how do we work it in? No, I don't. I don't yeah. think we work it into this because I, I yeah. think this is cleaner and it's simpler and it's more short film like like that. I because yeah, the terrorist. I was gonna say you could split. You could have the uh, half a story inside the cell and half a story outside yeah, the cell. That's a feature. That's a feature yeah. film. And you have fun we with could that. we could part two this some other time. Yeah. But um. Oh my gosh, dude! If one day people fucking start emailing us, we can be like, out of all the episodes, is there a sequel you want to see? You hear, that? Write it, yeah. you hear that? And yeah, you hey, send this us is an for email? you. 
If uh, I'm looking at like, the, I'm looking at the camera for those just on audio only. I'm looking down the oh. barrel of the camera, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you. So if we write, uh, well, I mean, Instagram, we'll, we'll post this maybe. But either way, yeah, one day eventually, we'll we'll ask them to email us out of all the scripts we've written, maybe in episode thirty or thirty-five or forty, and it's like, is there any specific script that you want us to write a sequel to? Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that, but I think that's a clean uh, place to start. What what you were describing, and then starts with sirens, then, alarm, yeah, escape. That yeah, I like that. But then yeah, and then we set up the world in the interim. New guy shows up. Oh, with the new guy shows up, then you get exposition, right? Of course, and then the guy comes back and just gets back into the cell and is like, "Okay, I got an idea," you know, and then it's over. Um. You know we can layer, and we can discuss this when we write it too. But could we layer in that they they send him out to get help, but they also send him with a a crea- a, a original script that they wrote internally? Like, like you know, <laughs> I mean, man, I wish we could do we could do so much of this. Because remember, in uh, you seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Where the whole time he's like shoveling away and putting piles of rock away, like he's literally uh, escaping for 15 years. He's been like with a small little picket hammer, whatever hammer it is. He's just uh, like picking just away at a wall, dip. and he keeps taking the 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 pebbles whatever and then going into the yard and every day he would just dispose a little bit so it took him 20 years to dig a hole so uh, but i think you got what i was going to say is like imagine in this world they're like slowly writing scripts but it's like one like scene at a time I when was, they have oh what do you think i was just picturing like the letter like a courier font from a typewriter and he's just like scraping the walls with that <laughs> just with the, the, the litho thing it's like very little script and, and they wrote a script so we could even layer in that they sent a script with Kaufman out in the real world and he comes back and he's like no one cares out there or whatever or they like they tore like he comes back and he's just like torn to shreds he's got the shit kicked out of him because it's like too high concept or whatever <laughs> yeah. we want fish there's a <laughs> when's Fishmonger nine coming out? Yeah, <laughs> there's like a franchise of Fishmonger. But yeah, I like the idea because it can be funny, but like just the sort of uh, tone around the world is dark. But like what they're talking about is funny because they're ultimately writing yeah. comedic scripts. Yeah, honestly, there is a like the tone of this could be. I know I just mentioned it because I watched it, but Tropic Thunder esque where. It's like it is about insecurity. Tropic Thunder is about real shit about actors, uh, how they feel, and how like success, box office success. Like Tropic Thunder, if you think about it, Ben Stiller's character is really sad. Where it's like, dude had a box office franchise, and then the world hates him as soon as he does a flop. That's what actors' lives are sometimes, mm-hmm. where they dig at success, and as soon as you do one bad movie, and I guess that's what directors too, or writers too, where it's like insecurity is like on the cusp, ready to go as soon as you flop something. Um, but it's such a comedy, so this film can also have comedic moments. But at the heart of it, it's about it's about you know, scary, sad stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just had this image of a robot just going flop, flop, flop. That could be the alarm sound. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. It's the blue sky prison. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you. I, I feel like we could. I feel like we're in a place we could maybe start writing it. But I do think. Do we have all the bones? It's just like what's gonna happen with the fish at a water guy like what we're gonna just use that to build the world for a bit and then what does that culminate to before yeah buddy, before, before he comes charlie back, kaufman you know, comes back yeah. yeah that's a good point what is the conflict like? i mean the other conflict is like there's two ways the fish out of water character like give him a name um the new writer that they replace kaufman with and he's like a young guy um fuck jono dylan <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yeah, the V. Uh, Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Sure. I, I, I want to save Jono for like when it's like. Okay, let's John. I'm gonna fuck. No, John. no, no. no it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just doing a bit. I'm right. just doing a bit. <laughs> With the V. Uh, so it's Dylan. Um, or should it be like a really dumb name? Like, oh, because we watched we this two sections too late, but we watched Idiocracy, Idiocracy a couple weeks ago, which is a dystopian future movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and um, it's like full comedy and it's hilarious. So his name could be like Tonk or something. Fucking. Well, it's six months in the future, not. Right? Oh right. We're not doing a hundred years like they did. All right. Right. Uh, I'm cool with whatever. We'll figure it out. But Dylan, for now, just so I can. Get Maybe my it's thought one year, so we give them time to build an AI prison. Yeah. Okay. One year. Yeah. AI needs that time. I get it. Um, AI is fast. <laughs> they're pretty fast. Uh, so Dylan, I'm thinking like one of the because you're right. What is what's the character growth here in the short? Like, what the fuck are we showing is, except for that? So so like he he could be the one that's kind of like he's excited by the amenities that these people have and that they that, get that, to write that believe they don't have any amenities yeah, yeah. but then but that's it though but, right but what yeah else? like so what's the... does he turn where he goes into a room because that's the thing you're right we have to kind of be like why is it bad because if he's so happy why the, so the, the end of the story is like it's not good inside or outside you're fucked right you're taking the less of the two evils or whatever right so Dylan starts off like, are you kidding me? You get to write in here outside. No one gives a fuck, whatever, blah, blah. You're, you may fishmonger, this whole thing. But then in his first writer's room, because I like that we don't do this whole like put, like matrix putting veins. I feel like it's grounded if we like they literally write and then insert into the machine and the prompts or whatever. Yeah. Or like type up. And it's like that but, movie, uh, Weird. No, is it Weirdo? That series Weirdo, that Jonah Hill. Oh, I know. Maniac. Maniac. Yeah. They do that? No. Well, no, it's just like, I just picture like an 80s kind yeah. of like Soviet almost kind of. That's what Black Mirror like, does sometimes yeah. too, where they all of a sudden the setting's very 70s and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. They're doing 70s. That sort of their retro future sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, I like that they're writing and they're, or whatever. And then he gets reprimanded because he's being too creative. And then he learns why they hate this place. Yeah. So that would be two sides of the coin where it's like Dylan, by the end of the short, this new guy is like, fuck this. He's like, I hope Kaufman comes back. And saves us. You yeah. know what I mean? Even Dylan's like, I hope so. Yeah. And then we gotta, beat, comes back. we gotta beat Dylan down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's your story. Cause you're right. What the fuck else? It's just mm -hmm. fish out of water. So Dylan being all excited, fishmonger nine. Oh my God, you made this. Oh my God. You guys get to have this food here out there. I'm like a copywriter at this electric, whatever store and blah, blah. And then he's like, goes to his writer's room. First one. He's a copywriter for highway signs. Legit, yeah. That's beautiful. Cause that's what's left for writers now. You know what I mean? Um, and this and this. And then he goes to his first writer's room and he's super excited. Single file line gets in. They sit down, all of them. His like cell people next to him, the ones who've been telling him, hey man, shut the fuck up. Or, like the John owner deals of it or wh whatever, who are like, hey man, you don't understand, whatever. He's like, you guys don't get it. Dylan's pitches idea one to whatever and gets reprimanded. Either he gets put into the box. No, they get, yeah, they get take like. You know they, how they have the box in like jail movies where it's like. Remember in Hook? The Boo Box. The what? The Boo Box. What's this? In Hook? I don't remember Hook at all. Uh, when they put Glenn Close in that treasure chest and then drop scorpions in. Damn, no, I remember that's yeah. fucking crazy. The boo box. But, that, but it should be like, it's like jail where it's like they put him in a box. So even though everything's great, if like, if you try to be too creative or if you don't follow the rules of prompts, you know, like you with mid journey, it's like, you have to be so specific. Yeah. If you, that's, it's like, 
we have to be very specific on how they crush the creativity because it can't just be like no that's too funny that doesn't make sense it has to be like no you have to put it in this format it has to be platform <laughs> yeah tilt or platform whatever. tilt resolution yeah platform tilt. And he's like no but what and that's start- like they're, they're like in the cafeteria and it's just here like the ai pa yeah, like yeah. platform tilt, tilt resolution. resolution platform yeah. tilt he's like, but no resolution. what if we start at the end Hero's of the film journey what if we go backwards like memento and he's like and they're all like like whatever and then he gets one strike, they're two like, strikes. Early Nolan does not compute. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think. I mean, I'm just throwing shit out. But no, that's think? great. I like that okay. all. And just sidebar, Adil just mentioned Mid Journey because we do uh, use the uh, the AI overlords to help us with movie posters. Because fuck, like we're two people producing a podcast with a, with a little bit of help, <laughs> uh, and it's really hard to make a good fucking poster. Holy like shit. yeah, the posters you see like on Instagram page or just on our even thumbnails for the podcast. Like each one, it's pre- they're pretty cool. At the end of the day, we get to make them, but. Yeah, like, sorry. And they're like these cool posters that come out, but fuck. Apologies to real, real artists um, who this is ultimately probably plagiarizing, but uh, we'll we'll hire someone someday. That's the goal. If you just fucking email us. Yeah, that's the goal. Is that'd be sick if we had like a graphic designer or like a just someone who's like a yeah. good good photographer. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's just I wanted to say that it's not there yet. Uh, but yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. Now Dylan's character gets bogged down. Like he gets beat up a little bit beat down like you said sorry um and has like legitimately cool ideas and yeah everyone he's else actually is like, really good no it's uh pong the movie and it's literally just two lines bouncing a ball back and forth for 45 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's a huge hit well we should i mean i don't want to be a thing about it but there's some films on netflix where i'm like it's very obvious they just like not even ai but they were very like what's our formula yeah so we could like think of that like it's like two good looking dudes and they have to go save a girl and it's gonna, one of them's gonna get but to be with her. She ends up saving them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's gotta be one of the Chris's, isn't it? <laughs> it has to be one of the Chris's. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I like that. That's you funny. mean Hemsworth? Uh, no, he's doing one of other films already. Who, who are the Chris's? Pine, Hemsworth, oh. Evans. Oh. Um, there are a lot of Chris's. There's one more that I'm missing right now. Jesus Pine, Chris. Evans, Hemsworth. Pratt. Pratt. It has to be one of the Chris's or the Ryan's. One of the Ryan's. It's got to be Ryan or Chris. Uh, okay. I like that. There's okay. something there. And then, yeah, Dylan gets... Uh, so, yeah, okay. I think... I think just Prison gonna... break. New kid comes next day. They to, replace, to, replace to replace the whole... Yeah, they need one more only writer. Enough, there's only enough room for a certain amount of writers. Exactly. So he it's comes an algorithm. In. It's like a tested thing. It's one more... Yeah, exactly. One comes in. He's very, like, excited. Like, I get to write. I'm writing highways out there. What the fuck? Then the, he learns the ways. First, he's very like amazed by everything. Then he learns the hard ways and gets put in a box because, like, a scary little box of scorpions. And because it's like he and was. That's a metaphor for being put in a box as oh a writer. Oh my god! Oh! Dude, because he can't think outside the box. That is a good idea. Yes, yeah, he gets put in a box because he can't think outside. He's not allowed to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. And then he comes back out of the box and they're all like trying to be nice to him. They're like, yeah, well, we tried to warn you, but whatever. We've all been there, buddy. Yeah. But he, that, like ending could be, does he get killed or some shit? Because here's my thinking. When Kaufman comes back. Oh, so when Kaufman comes back, you just said there's a limit of people that can so be So that there. kid's got to leave? Either he leaves, dies, or. Escapes. Uh, no, he, he stays uh, or escapes or he stays. And then the last scene is we cut to outside the prison and we cut to a grocery store. And uh, Kaufman's bagging groceries. Yeah, or he's writing street signs. Or he's writing highway yeah, signs. Yeah. yeah. So it's like signs. they switch spots. So we can figure that out when we write it. Either the ending is the kid gets shot, like in Shawshank, that one kid that comes to the prison. Or, oh my God, that's really cool. We use, uh, in a way, this is very, sh- like, if I was to write this as a feature, 
I would use Shawshank as our blueprint because that would be really interesting, mm. you know, to take stuff from that prison world because mm-hmm. that's what Black Mirror does too. Is like they take like a film, but then they're like, what if it's like in the future? Mm-hmm. It's been cool there. All right, let's fucking write it. Oh fuck, we gotta write it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And now the box. Interior, the AI writer's facility, time of day unknown. Close on a flashing red light. Piercing alarms echo through the facility. A robotic voice blasts over the loudspeaker. A breach. Remain in your cells. There has been a breach. Sleek humanoid androids storm the endless dull hallways. Their movements are synchronized and uncanny. Interior, jail block four, continuous. The androids convene outside a cramped, empty cell forming an impenetrable wall until the android warden appears. The androids make way for their leader. Prisoner Kaufman has seemed to escape. Various angles of human writers of all types watching the commotion from behind the bars of their own tiny cells, wide-eyed with an air of excitement in the otherwise drab surroundings. A title card flashes on screen, The Box. Interior, the AI writer's facility, cafeteria. We join a table of four writers, Chris, Seth, Jordan, and Miller, passing around a tablet, waiting to order food. Chris, 53, wrings his hands impatiently, eyeing Seth, who looks quizzically at the tablet. You know, you're going to end up ordering the same stoner crap as always. Come on, man. Seth, 41, looks up from the tablet. Eat my ass. Eat my ass. Seth leans in for effect. In your dreams, like tonight, me and Leo are going to incept the shit out of your impeccable butthole. Jordan, 44, jumps in. I wish I was Kaufman right now. I mean, I'd get out too if you had to deal with us. No one laughs. Get out? Us? All right, fuck you guys then. Just then, a bright-eyed fifth writer joins the group. Daniel, 35, dons a huge smile and wide eyes at the sight of these legends. Is this writer's room 268? Jordan shakes his head. Guess you're uh, Charlie's replacement. Wow, it's an honor to meet you all. I'm Daniel. I'm so, so excited to be here. Seth raises his eyebrow. You are? Oh, yeah. I mean, when was the last time you were outside of this facility? Life is hard out there, okay? I mean, I was writing copy for highway signs, man. There's no Oscar for that. I've been dying to write some proper content. A long pregnant silence. Then the other four writers laugh hysterically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Chud Nation trilogy really deserved those Oscars. Chud Nation is a beloved franchise out there. Jordan wipes a tear from laughter while still chuckling. (laughs) It's not the kid's fault. We were all in his shoes once until we found out what it's really like in here. Miller rubs his temples in defeat. Please tell me people are finally over fishmongerer. If we have to write another prompt for that trash, I will kill myself. Like clockwork, a robotic voice comes over the loudspeaker. A reminder to our valued writers, suicide is strictly forbidden. Oh my God, you, you're behind the fishmonger? I love the fishmonger. All five of them. Jesus Christ, we're fucked. <laughs> they must really be starved for content out there. We're starving, Seth. Now order your lunch before... Another robotic voice interrupts. All writers head to your writer's rooms. Your Uber Eats will be waiting. Chris scoffs. Fucking stoner. Seth laughs. <laughs> Interior, writer's room later. All five writers sit around a table, each with a typewriter in front of them. They watch a flat screen monitor on the wall as a smiling android gives them today's marching orders. The great streamer has a new request. The monitor now shows the CEO of Watch Now TV, 
a 600-pound biomechanical entity nibbling the last bits of chicken off of tiny wing bones. Her last film, a story about the two boys who liked the same girl, was a hit. We need more prompts like that. Chris throws his arms in the air. Why? So you can churn out more of the same shit? Didn't you make three Batman movies? Blip, the TV turns off. Daniel looks around for answers. What the fuck was that? The other writers ignore him. They start typing away. Seth rips out a page and reads it aloud. Beginning of prompt. Uh, feature film script, 120 pages. Two secret agents. One is a bit nerdy and the other is cool. Fall in love with a beautiful girl who works with children. They all learn stuff about things. End of prompt. He inserts the script into a slot in the wall below the flat screen monitor. A green light flashes. Yes, I'm going on break. Seth sits in his chair and stares at the wall. Chris finishes next. He rips off his page and recites it. Beginning of prompt. Feature film script, 245 pages. A boy travels to the future where he falls in love with a girl who already has a boyfriend. In the end, the boy finds out that it's actually his granddaughter he's fallen in love with. They all learn stuff about things. End of prompt. Chris inserts the script and a red light flashes. Too complicated. Chris stomps his feet like a child. Again? He starts typing away at a new prompt. Wait, we just enter prompts? Jordan looks up from his typewriter but keeps typing while he speaks. Yup, it's not like we've said the word prompt four or five times since you got here. Daniel blinks a few times, trying to comprehend the situation. But, but we're screenwriters. What the heck is the point of hiring us? Miller weighs in. They can't do anything without a creative prompt. They tried. Remember the year 2024? Yeah, the industry was brought to its knees by the streamers and, and barely anything got made. Exactly. We thought we were hired because they realized they couldn't write scripts without us. But actually, they just needed the specific creative human prompts to make the machines run. Daniel looks horrified. Seth snickers. <laughs> Still think it's better than writing highway signs? But I'm a Daniel, for Christ's sake. Miller stifles his tears. Tell that to Lord. Jordan interjects. Relax, kid. You just got to learn to make up a prompt. It takes two seconds. Sounds a lot better than what's going on out there. Unless you're Chris. That dude gives Dan Harmon headaches. Chris flips his middle finger. No, I, I... Daniel gets up from his desk. A sharp, robotic voice comes over the loudspeaker. Please remain seated. Your Uber Eats will be arriving shortly. Fuck your Uber Eats. Suddenly, the doors slide open and two androids come in. The other writers stiffen up and lay their hands and cheeks on the table as if following protocol. Daniel is whisked away. Jordan looks up as the doors close. Uh, nope. Off their silence. Seriously? Still nothing? Cut to interior jail block four later. The four other writers read in their respective cells until they hear robotic footsteps followed by a thud and a clink. By the sound of it, Daniel has been returned to his cell. Miller is the first to speak. Hey kid, you okay? We see all four writers press their faces through the bars of their cells, trying to get a peek at the poor young writer. After a beat, Daniel gathers himself and steps forward to the bars of his own cell, pale from exhaustion. They put you inside the box, eh? Daniel nods. Kooky comedy! It's the fucking worst! My boy, don't we know it? They gave me psychological sci-fi. Rubbish. Stoner comedy here, duh. We've all been there, though. Charlie used to get put in weekly, but they could never really find the right box for him. They all chuckle, remembering their extremely talented friends. <laughs> <laughs> Seth laments. Let's just say the hive mind is eternal, but it ain't spotless. But, but he dissed you guys. You, you're not angry? 
He didn't ditch us. We helped him escape so he could go out there and get help. Tell the world what's really going on in here. You think he'll come for us? We know he will. Well, here's to Charlie then. A voice comes over the loudspeaker. It is now bedtime. Please lay horizontally. It sings a robotic lullaby. Lullaby. Go to sleep. Come to the Cut to exterior, the endless city. Meanwhile, an aerial shot of a filthy dystopian city. Thousands of people wander the streets. Billboards for the worst movies you've ever heard of litter every corner of every structure. Cut to interior grocery store, continuous. The camera moves along a line of haggard, empty-headed people at a cash register and lands on a contented man bagging groceries. Charlie Kaufman, 64, shares a look with the cashier, 60s. This is the life, ain't it, Charlie? Charlie smiles a satisfied smile. This is the life. Finn! In conclusion, another script that revolves around film and filmmaking and all that good stuff. I, it was just really so serendipitous that Jordan Peele was just walking by outside when we went for a walk. And he came <laughs> in and he read for his own part. That's so crazy. Yeah. I think I had to just really lean into the fact that I can't do voices. Oh, yeah. Well, let's uh, just know that my Seth Rogen will forever go down as the best Seth, <laughs> the best Seth Rogen impression ever. <laughs> I think I'm just a, a man dying of COPD or something. <laughs> that was fun. I, I didn't expect it to go there. We actually, um, it was interesting because we made him, we made the characters based on real writers. Like when I, like we were first kind of spitballing, it's like, oh, it'll be like these characters, like the Neo and Matrix or whatever, these like no named uh, writers. But it made it so much for, more fun to write this short as like, getting these like these gimmicks for like yeah. these writers who exist. And it just allowed me to indulge any kind of stupid whim Pun and then whim, you to yeah. edit it and, and make it better. But yeah, it, it was fun to play with their, their things and kind of establish who they were pretty, yeah. in a, in a pretty hammy way. Um, favorite thing, favorite thing. I think it's that, I think it's just them like kind Being of name themselves. dropping their movies and then Seth saying he's going to incept Chris yeah. Nolan's butthole. Like I like that a lot. That I got a lot fun. out of it, but I like the world. I like, uh, I like that we kind of set up a weird thing and then didn't didn't like get caught up with fucking details and too much yeah. too much shit. It's just like it kind of works as this weird bottle movie. I was like when we first started and we were like the prompt and we we're like it's like Black Mirror and it's like you know something that exists and then what would what will it, what will it feel like in like a year or two? That's what Black Mirror does so well, right? And we actually I was happy that we actually kind of did that because it's like this real thing everyone talks about right now. AI, how's it going to replace creativity? Or like human writers and creative people, and this is an interesting take where it's like I, th- I thought it was a clever take. Um, obviously, uh, as we always say, and the thing I didn't like about it was the whole thing where I wish we could flesh it out more mm. and add more of like what this world, how this world came to be like this, where writers are not being kept like as volunteers in the beginning and then they become enslaved and they have to enter prompts. Um, but what I loved was, yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. Very Black Mirror-esque. I think the the lesson is that AI can't replace humans, but it will. But, uh, yeah, that's the interesting where it's like, it's not that they'll replace it, it's that... What? I'm just laughing because it's a stupid thing to say. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's a very negative, uh, <laughs> negative thing to say. Kind of like, all right, let me uh, put a spin on this. Uh, I don't think it'll replace it. I just think it's like the mid journey of it all, or whatever. Where it's like it'll always meet it's, us. It's as limited it's just, as the like. It's it's emulating human thought, and yeah. human thought is kind of a nebulous thing. Yeah, it's like when people said, and it kind of did text messaging and social media replaced physical conversations, right? Mm. Like in person conversations. Yeah, like they still happen, but not as much that people say, right? But still, text messaging is it still requires us to make that human choice and enter words and still communicate a lot yeah. in a way. So it's like I don't think the I don't think personally AI will replace us, but it'll if we use it properly, it'll just it'll in inevitably be integrated into what we do yeah well it already is yeah I mean, in a lot of ways but um Become yeah a fucking sci-fi podcast um yeah really though what uh do you have something you don't do ah, you didn't like or can um no i mean again it's a first, first draft, draft so can't really get too upset about it like you could really go in i i kind of want to see what happens in the box i, d- I did really mm. like the um they get put the getting in put a box, in a box and unquote. then naming the boxes and yeah, whatever yeah. and like it just kind of theater of the mind lets you decide what that is but it would be fun to like go more and then see what charlie's up to out in the real world like you know like really can you explain because i'll be honest like i think it could go over like it went over my head the first time i read it I, I was thinking you put them in a box like a gym, you know, in the yeah, Shawshank like, Redemption, like you the put them box. in this. Yeah. Yeah. You put them into like this box where it's like, it's no light, nothing yeah. in there. And they basically rot there for 24 hours and they're pulled out and they go, they're a little insane. Right. So but, that's, but then we were talking to, uh, using the metaphor of like creative, the it, creative, put, put it in, put, putting someone inside a box. Yeah. Like Lord and Miller are like the kooky, crazy, high concept animation guys. And Chris Nolan is the heady sci-fi. sci-fi serious. So when you think, when you, when Christopher said, when Chris says they put me in psych, what is it? Psychological sci-fi. Yeah. What do you, what do you picture? Like I picture Inception or. No, but uh, what? He has to watch his own films? Like that's what I mean. No, I don't know what, I don't know what I picture oh, happens okay, okay. in the box. It's just like making a, a metaphorical joke about being put in a box. And like, you know, even now, like it, in the commercial world, for example, if you don't have a hamburger on your reel, you can't shoot a hamburger yeah. commercial. Like you, you have, have to be to, in a box to, to get work thing. almost. Yeah. You have to have the thing on your reel. You got to be the guy that does the thing. Basically a client will look at your reel and see all the things that they're about to do on it and be like, yes, this guy can do yeah. it. Cause it's, it's He's hard for it people before. to like apply that to another concept yeah, or another yeah, yeah. treat, another sort of stylistic treatment of it. Yeah. So yeah. When did it come together? I think it came together with, um, the like prisony. Like I think once we landed on the prison world, that they trap writers in there. And then I think once we started naming the writers, like, I don't know if we did that on. No, 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 not at all. Pod no, no, at no. all. It was, it was blue. The, when we started writing and we put, I mean, maybe mentioned one writer or two, but I think when we were coming up with writer names, yeah, we were just kind of joking around and yeah. then we're like, Oh, maybe this can actually propel it a little bit and make it more. I mean, I use the term Lucy, but authentic, you know, like, cause of course those are the people that would be, uh, enlisted to go into the yeah, AI like the facility. Top of the top the, the, right yeah, and then there's like this waiting, there's a queue. We didn't really establish the whole like, there's only room for so many writers. So when one go, like, no one comes in until someone comes yeah, goes out. Yeah, true. I mean, I think by but just I saying you, you get replace it, like, you're Charlie. the replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it um, makes sense. But yeah, it was like, as soon as the, for me, it's like when the prompt, when we discussed the prompt, um, sorry, the idea of a prompt where it's like, 
oh, um, I think we were talking about the fact that like, yeah, AI is huge right now. But then what if it's like, uh, you brought up like a, a actor terrorist strike. Yeah. And then it was like, oh no, Still. what if it is a creative like jail cell? And it's like, it's because the AI needs creative people to like suck the juice off them. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, but I like but how we point. didn't do the like hoses and no, like IVs yeah. and like we made it very uh, like they actually have to type a, it a port in the back of their head that they yeah. plug into. And I also like that it was still kind of uh, like prescient. You know, it was it it they talked about twenty twenty four and the actor mm-hmm. strike and like that's our idea. That's our hyperbolic yeah, uh, yeah, version yeah. of what, what what this might lead to. So. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with it and yeah. Script number fourteen. Damn. It's a lot of scripts in less than a year. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. We've written fourteen Please scripts email us. in fourteen episodes. Yeah. And they're all good ideas. <laughs> Let me press the sound. Oh every time I do this. Oh wrong that's the wrong button. Oh, a good idea. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. It was Fuck. so aggressive last time. No wonder no wonder uh, my career is moving so slowly. <laughs> hit the mark, man. Um, I would just Find cast the life. actual writers we named as their parts. Yeah. The fucking, I would love to see Chris Nolan, Heather Hogan, again, Jordan Peele. Again, thank you so much to Jordan Peele for showing up. Yeah. Uh, that was really great. great read. I was going to read his part, but then he's like, oh, oh, I got Whoa, this. Whoa, is he back? Oh, he was in oh. the bathroom. Oh, oh it stinks in there. Yeah. Get out. Just kidding. Wait, I, love that. <laughs> I did Jordan Peele doing Jordan Peele. Um, um, yeah. yeah, sick. You? What, me? I mean, I guess you answered the question. I, didn't ask, you, I well. didn't ask you anything to ask me anything. No, but I was going like back you? to like, where did it come together? What it was, it like? was But I think the, we kind of like yeah, we said did, the we same did. thing. Okay. I feel like we're fried right now and we have more to do. So Yeah, and we're um, uh, not fried. And we're not fried. What? Sober fried. Oh, sober fried. Mm-hmm. Is that, is you use fried as a term for smoking weed? Getting high? Yeah, get fried, bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've, I've never used it, but Buddy's I have fried heard out of his mind. That's what they say back home. I heard uh, get zoinked. Zoinked? Um, get frozzled. And get out. And get out. Send us an email. Our inbox is empty. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> Please talk to us. Please. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, this is a final thoughts. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We appreciate you. The Blue Sky Podcast is produced by Adil Shamsi and John O'Hunter, edited by Justin Stevenson, and this voiceover recorded by Kevin Brown. If you have an idea for a prompt, email us at thebluesguypodcast at gmail.com or DM us at thebluesguypodcast on Instagram.